Hello and welcome to Life Beyond the Numbers, the podcast for people who are curious about how to have a more fulfilling work life. We live in a world largely driven by numbers, logic and reason. But how we feel at work and about our work impacts us, our organisations and society. There is a relationship between the numbers of our organisations and the life beyond the numbers. I'm Susan Michrielon, your host. I've lived and worked in many countries. I've met people who love what they do and people who don't. People who bring their full selves to work and people who won't. But one thing that I've learned that is common to us all is that we are all unique and have unique experiences. And it's helpful to know that there are others who think like we do, or have had struggles too, or have gone where we want to go, or can show us things we didn't know. So join me and my guests as we place a lens on the human side of work life by sharing insights, stories and strategies to inspire you to let your uniqueness shine. Hello and welcome to episode 137 of Life Beyond the Numbers. This episode is going out on Saturday, July 22nd, 2023. There's been a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. And one of the results of all of that is in me deciding that actually I'm going to carve out space and time over the next six weeks or so to focus on my big project of 2023 and focus more exclusively on it. And that is bringing my book into the world. (laughs) I actually felt that reverberate through me. The title of the book is Leading Beyond the Numbers, How Accounting for Emotions Tips the Balance at Work. And this week I've seen the final cover designs, which is really exciting. And it's a quieter time work-wise, so I thought, okay, let me just carve out the next few weeks My holidays aren't until later in the year and immerse myself in this project. Which means making changes. And one of those changes is podcast, right? Now, originally I said, do you know what? This will be my last episode. And what I'll do is I'll record a couple of speeches that I made at Toastmasters Club when I joined a number of years back and put those out. And then, out of somewhere inspiration, I guess, I had a further thought to that. What if every week I come on and reflect on the progress that was made during the week? It's a way to focus on reflecting on the momentum, the progress, perhaps the struggles, and some insights. 
So that feels more appropriate. Now, you may or may not be interested, and that's absolutely fine too, (laughs) because the beauty of this podcast is I can kind of do whatever I want, I suppose, within reason. Obviously, I don't want all my listeners to be left without listening to other people's insights and so on. But I hope you understand that actually, for me to have those conversations, to edit them and so on, takes pretty much a day a week. And at the moment, that is a day I need to use elsewhere. So instead, I'm going to carve out an hour once a week to give you an update on the progress of the book or lack thereof. No, on the progress of the book for sure. And also share a story as part of my life. Now, these stories have been written already and they were as I was learning to write speeches. So some of them leave a lot to be desired, but that's okay too. And they're interesting. At least I think so. The episodes will be between 10 and 15 minutes. Like I said, I'll give an update and share a little context to the speech that you're about to hear and leave it at that. What this allows you to do is catch up on episodes that you may have missed. And I say that because one listener got in touch with me this week saying they hadn't been listening for a bit and wanted to catch up. And did I have any recommendations for where they could get back in again? Catching up on podcast episodes sounds stressful to me, so don't worry. The ones you're meant to listen to are the ones you will listen to. I believe that because I know from my own perspective, these conversations have added so much richness to my life and I speak to the people that I'm meant to be speaking with. Before we go to the first speech and I give you an intro to that, I'd like to share a little introduction to the book, if I may. And like I said, the book is called Leading Beyond the Numbers. And the subtitle is How Accounting for Emotions Tips the Balance at Work. And this is an extract from the overview. How much do feelings impact the bottom line of your organization? How much potential contribution is squandered because of an inability to deal with uncomfortable feelings, our own and others. How we act and interact at work impacts the bottom line. But how many of us are aware of how our emotions impact our actions and interactions and ultimately organisational results? Understanding the numbers is key But numbers don't make decisions, people do. And the more we, as leaders, understand how to draw the best from people, the more willing we will be to create cultures that value interpersonal collaboration. Collaboration relies on connection and genuine connection requires us to communicate with one another effectively, even when it feels uncomfortable. 
Leaving emotions out of the workplace equation has resulted in an epidemic of conflict, disengagement and mistrust. The traditional approach of favouring our rational side and allowing it to be prominent, dominant, is outdated and counterproductive. But bringing emotions in requires more than just talk. Feelings, like numbers, are a form of information. It is how we interpret them and work with them that counts. We are all emotional beings and it's time to invest in accounting for emotions at work rather than counting the mounting costs of ignoring them. Okay, so there is a flavour of what this book is about. That was kind of exciting actually to read that out aloud like that. If anyone has any comments or questions, feel free to send them my way. Mind you, you might not hear from me for a while, but I will get around to responding. So, like I said, over the next six weekends, six Saturdays, the rest of July and into August, each episode will be a short 10 to 15 minute episode where I share an update on the week gone by and the progress I've made and the momentum I'm building and any insights I've gleaned, as well as a speech that I prepared during my time at Toastmasters. And I will give a brief intro to the speech for context. So this first one was when I joined the club at Oxford, the Toastmasters club that I was a member of, and I had to do an introduction to who I was and what had brought me to that point in my life. So that's what it's about. It's an introduction to me and what I'm doing in the world. Wherever you are, I wish you an absolutely lovely rest of July and into August. And I hope you continue to check in on my journey as we go. And if not, we'll be back in September with conversations. Until then. Oh, no, I'm going to be back next week. (laughs) Okay, so until next week, thank you for joining me on this incredible journey through time and space. You're in my heart and from my heart to yours, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week. Uniquely you. How many of you knew exactly what you wanted to do before you left school? I did. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I still vividly recall the afternoon my parents came home from that final parent-teacher meeting with a completely different career suggestion made by one of my teachers. I shuddered at the thought of it and laughed it off and said, but before I tell you what I said, let me tell you a little bit more about myself. I grew up on the Dingle Peninsula 
in a small town tucked away at the edge of the Atlantic. Dingle, a town where everybody knows your name. And they might well be related to. It's a magical place and until very recently had its own resident dolphin, Fungi. And when I was younger, I used to say that I wish I didn't come from there so I could go there on my holidays. Now I do. At home, we spoke English. But I did all of my schooling through Irish, even French. Now, Dingle instilled in me a sense of place and identity that is deeply rooted in who I was then and who I am today. For most of my adult life, I've been an expatriate. I've lived and worked in Australia, Uganda, Kenya, Switzerland and the UK. And living in all these different cultures, I became fascinated by identity. What being Irish meant to me, to others. What it means to fight for or die for your country. So in 2010, I went back to university to study nationalism and ethnic conflict. I was lucky I got to answer my questions and I uncovered a fair few more. More questions and identities, that is. I've always loved sport and adventure. And living in Geneva, I found CrossFit. Any CrossFitters listening will understand. <laughs> CrossFit classes are challenging and varied, but done in an extremely supportive environment and designed to improve your strength, fitness and mobility. And the beauty of it for me is that everything is scaled to your abilities, your unique abilities. Now, when I started, I couldn't even lift the 15 kg women's bar up over my head. And I had to go down to the seven and a half kg one or the baby one, as I used to call it. <laughs> but by showing up regularly, working out consistently, and taking on feedback from coaches on form and technique, I improved day by day and my strength increased. By the time I left Geneva, I could lift more than 40 kg of weight up over my head. And since coming to Oxford, I found a wonderful CrossFit club here. And when you have a coach that believes in you and sees your capabilities and can help you transcend fears, doubts and limits that you put on yourself, it's amazing what you can do. And my current personal best deadlift is 88 kilos. When I grew up in Dingle, there were very few opportunities to get involved in sport. 
By 1990, though, things were changing and an athletics club opened. I discovered that I was a strong sprinter. But 16 was a bit too late to start training for the Olympics. However, my passion for sport was ignited. And as well as training and competing, I loved coaching the younger kids. I love to see their raw potential and by encouraging them to expand out of their comfort zone, you could see those shining eyes when they did. And that is how I knew I wanted to be a sports teacher after leaving school. The universe had other plans. The competition for her place was fierce and my lack of Olympic prowess showed. I didn't get in. My plan B was to reapply the following year. They would see how much I wanted it. And during that year, the part of my identity that shone through the most was what that teacher had seen in me. Susan should consider being an accountant, he had told my parents. And I had said, no way, they are boring and wear our glasses. But as it turned out, what I missed most from school was working with numbers. So plan B scrapped. I went and pursued a degree in business and my accounting training. And even today, I believe if I was doing it all over again, I would have chosen accountancy. It was right for me then. Throughout my career, I've been told time and time again that I am not a typical in inverted commas, accountant. And I don't even know if there is such a thing. Of course, we have a stereotype in mind, but I was just a person like you. And while I believe there is a beauty in balancing a set of financial statements, the intricacies that underpin the workings are wondrous. The real beauty for me is in working with people. The intricacies that underpin our workings are wondrous too. And not one particular combination, input or formula will ever generate the same results. And while the world is often driven by numbers, it is people that make the decisions, not the numbers. And working with people to be their best selves inside their workplace enables us to make greater workplaces. And that will drive the numbers too. Of course, my love of sports coaching came from seeing people transcend their limitations, to go beyond what they thought was possible, to see that 
shine in their eyes when they uncovered something about themselves that they weren't really sure they could achieve. We all have this potential. We're all capable of more than we let ourselves believe. And now I get to help people become their best self, to step in to their unique identity. Do you know yours? Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the paths we traversed on today's episode. If something rang through for you, be sure to let me know. Or maybe you can share this with someone in your life who would benefit from listening too. And if you enjoy helping others, I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review so that people who might also be curious about their own life beyond the numbers can discover this podcast too.